Studios, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and Game Master. This week, we bring you back to Anyone Can Wear the Mask. And since we don't have other announcements, let's get right to the show. I'm gonna name. I'm gonna name our friend Chance Discus. Uh, yes. Chance. Chance. He his pronouns. Chance knows every bit of Quantum Park, which is impressive because it's constantly expanding. Because he has either run or climbed or done some activity, and so he is a real source of insight into like the layout of the park. Right. Like every time pucks and chance hang out chance can be like oh yeah it just expanded there's a brand new expansion it leached out a little bit and it's really cool because now there's a waterfall there wasn't a waterfall there before but like it's very very and like knows the lay of the land and i I think that's that's very cool and so with that we flip another card all right and our next card is king of hearts oh no Uh oh (laughs) that means that we're going somewhere protected that means I get to invoke a rule that was recently pointed out to me. James, this is our J. Jonah Jameson rule. Yes! Um, so there are places in this city that ordinary people will never go. Mm-hmm. There are places far removed from the hustle and bustle of everyday life where the rich and powerful live. Those with money and influence and the power to change the world who then choose not to. These yeah. people are not our hero's friends. So here we are going to be confronted by someone in a position of power, someone cold and corrupt, but untouchable, at least for now. We're going to do everything they can to interfere with the hero's plans and hold them back from helping people in need until the hero can find a way to stop them. So I am going to ask you for two things. I'm going to ask you to describe someone that is well-respected with great personal acclaim and where that person lives like what that person's home is like, like who this person that everyone respects is, where they live and why they don't want to help people. Okay. Thinking of J. Jonah Jameson, my plan is to take a profession that we should be, we should feel good about. We should be on this mm-hmm. person's side. A journalist, you know, that that should be a heroic figure, especially in, in a superhero universe where you can oppose corruption mm-hmm. and whatnot. So I am going to say this is an author. Okay. This is this is a writer. This is a novelist. Somebody who has, you know, done a lot of celebrated writing and art and kind of based it on Curie City. And sort of what I think they are taking advantage of the environment that is Curie City and mm-hmm. using it to create compelling stories for their own personal profit. And they don't want to change the injustice or, or bad things that happen in the city because that will threaten their ability to just rip stuff from people's lives and repackage it for their own profit. I super love that. That's kind of it for the scene. So I want to kind of propose where we meet this person a little bit. Mm -hmm. What I want to say is we get a shot of Puck's like saving the day, right? Like I think we see it from the author's perspective where we see Puck's there's a runaway train. A monorail is speeding and it's getting faster and faster and it's eventually going to blow out the tracks and crash. 
we see Pucks like swing down on his like launch a grappling hook, swing down on a zip line, perfectly execute a landing, jump in, plug something into the the like engineering box mm-hmm. where she got it. Who even knows? Pucks knows, but she's not going to tell anybody like plug something in. The thing starts to rattle and like slow down and 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 everything works flawlessly and like pucks jumps down dusts herself off and i think that this author is sitting on a bench writing all of this out and has an entourage around them of people that could have taken action right like but they're all like somebody just comes and brings them a a, a bottle of water and they crack it open and it's clear they have uh, they have the money they have the people they have the ability to have enacted some kind of change either get people out of the area or like alert authorities and they were just literally like making notes and being like oh this is exciting this is very very exciting this is going to be a great story oh this is gonna this is the agent my agent's gonna oh you you owe me one agent you're gonna be this is gonna be the best day finally finally (laughs) something happens that i can write about perfect perfect And so what happens now is we have an enemy. Enemies represent long-term antagonists who repeatedly oppose the hero's efforts to help the city. Every time we draw a heart, we roll one fewer dice than than we would otherwise roll because our enemy is here to interfere with like, is here to like helpless or like just pestilently meddle with the stuff that we're doing, making it a little harder to save people. So it, it's just a little bit worse to do hero stuff in our home neighborhood because our enemy is here to, like, make our lives difficult. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I think this person probably, yeah, lives lives in Science City in mm-hmm. this, in, in our neighborhood. And whatever gentrification can happen mm-hmm. in, in this bizarre world, like, they are responsible for that they are lobbying for that oh for sure yeah i love yeah that's exactly what it is and so like their efforts just compromise our ability to save people until either we can obtain the enemy's weakness we'll eventually meet somebody with the inside information to take them down Mm -hmm. or if we have an ally if we have a jack of hearts that ally can sacrifice themselves to destroy our enemy (laughs) okay and so with that we're gonna draw our next card and that is a queen of spades a lot of face cards a lot of face cards i'm here for it because the space the face cards do interesting things so now we're we're this is actually very cool because this is going to give us a personal scene this is going to give us a a place that is unique to the hero outside of their mask because the hero has a responsibility to the city but they also have a life of their own they're they are a person you know pucks is pucks but pucks is also max murray pucks is an ordinary is an ordinary person living her life so i'm gonna ask you as the city to introduce someone who is close to the hero that is tied to another part of their life you said this was a spade yeah so this is a this is someone connected to pucks's origins that's oh i like that i'm excited about that Ooh. so i think we see this i think we see this this heroic like train we start we see pucks do her thing and without seeing the time loop that goes into it it just looks like flawless and then she has to dash off to go meet someone somewhere who is she meeting and where are they meeting i'm trying to think through this so someone connected to pucks's origin and okay so this is definitely a thing that you need to go to to support a friend Mm mm-hmm 
like or support someone who is who is special to you in your life so it's like either some kind of performance or art opening of some kind and really they want they they want and need max to be there and i i kind of have a pitch oh yeah please if if it's if that's okay yeah that is definitely okay if thinking back to max's origin of like setting about to stop this bomb and to like get herself into a place where she could she could like stop this bomb and living through this groundhog day loop okay so i had a pitch and then i had a funnier pitch that popped into my head loving this what if they're the same what if one of the things she had to do was to like learn a medical procedure to stop someone from like bleeding out like one of the scientists involved with the reactor was going to bleed out and she had to learn how to like stitch them up and the only person that she could learn it from and the person that she has to go to an operating theater to see perform like a very like game-changing medical operation is her brother who she had to learn to stop comparing herself to oh yes 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 who is like a star like a like a star doc like a like a an all an ace doctor who she had to like learn like be like practice medicine with and like get to know as she was learning medicine so that she could stitch up this this doctor who gets injured in the reactor getting damaged so that she can save the day and become a pox yep yep this is this this is like <laughs> yeah th- this is a wild super science surgery of, mm-hmm. of some kind this is going to be the first time they have removed a black hole from somebody's chest that's just a thing that can happen in this city yep. and a lot of black holes are benign but obviously you want to remove a singularity if it, it gets in there yep. but you know some of them can be malignant and cause gravitational fluctuations yep and then you're a walking black hole and like yep. it's 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 dangerous for you it's dangerous for others it's just a it's just a risky situation. Exactly. Uh, the, yeah, it, it, it's a nightmare, but this is the first surgery of this kind. If this is successful, it will mean great things for a lot of the living black holes around the city. And it will really change people's lives. And it's the sort of thing, well, there's no profit in this. No one would want to do this. But of mm-hmm. course, of course, Max's brother. Yeah. You know dedicated dedicated a not insignificant amount of time to figuring out how to do this max's brother ironically named bill but the ironically named bill murray does not like (laughs) if you point out does not like being compared to actually to beloved actor bill murray uh definitely has a signed headshot of bill murray somewhere in in his office though as he did save bill murray's <laughs> life yes and it says to bill murray from bill murray mm-hmm. and it's and then it, like it is the one time that he likes that association otherwise he's like please don't i i i know the joke that you're about to make there's no bill murray reference you can make to me that i have not heard a million <laughs> times just don't I love it. I love it. I love it a lot. And I think, I think Max, I'm going to say I, I, it's not in the rules. I think we, we just, what happens here is we kind of just describe, like we've already kind of described what this meeting is. And as the hero, it is my job to describe what I take away from this meeting and how it kind of helps center me and remind me about like why I'm doing what I do. And I think part of that is like, I get here a little bit late and I think mm-hmm. like I have the option 
like I'm all like Bruce is or I said Bruce, Bill is almost running back to like to the theater to like get ready for the operation when like I run into him outside out of like and he like laughs it off kind of slaps me on the shoulder and like I'm just I'm I'm flustered because of I was running from across town I had to stop a train and he kind of laughs it off and there's a moment where I kind of like I'm like, no, I should have been here on time. I shouldn't. You need to have time to prep. I and he stops me and he's like, don't even think about it. I know what you're about to do. Don't even think about it. You're a few minutes late. It's OK. It happens. You have to just let this be. And it's this moment of like, you know what? You're right. Like, just because I have this ability mm-hmm. doesn't mean I get to use it as a cheap way out like it is it is an abuse of power to use it to get out of this moment and and he's like and and the reason that i'm saying this is because it's okay you cannot hold yourself to a standard even if you have even if you have the ability sometimes stuff is going to go wrong there's a non-zero chance i go in there and i can't get this black hole out of this person's chest i hope that i'm able to but i cannot say it's a 100% chance and i have to just accept that there's a chance you might be late to things. You have responsibilities. We have to just accept that. And it's this and it's a real moment of reminding that like I am not my power I am not my powers. Max is not her power set. Yeah. Yeah. That I think is really it, it it grounds her in a way of like, you know what, you're right. Like just because I have these gifts does not mean I have to hold myself to an unhealthy standard. That's good. That's very like good. It. It's good. All right, flip our next card. Our next card is the nine of spades. Ooh, okay. Now we're somewhere in danger. So, city, where are we? This place is in danger, but it isn't always in danger. Where is it? Have I been here before? And who lives here? What 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 is unfolding in this scene that, for reference, what is unfolding in the docks at this moment? Yes, okay. When and where are we in the docks? Describe a location in the docks and... Give us our scene. It's midnight, of course, at the docks. The docks famously have a terrible zoning regulation about lighting where you there has to be so much distance of darkness between two street lamps that they put up because there need to be shadowy areas to lurk. <laughs> And clearly there was a nefarious city council person that that slipped that into a bill. So these are councilman lurker. Sure. Yes. (laughs) Councilman lurker who there need to be spaces to lurk. (laughs) If someone were to want to perform ill deeds, there must be zoning for this. Yes. Yeah. I think if this was happening in another place, you know, we might not think anything of it because it's happening here and it's happening now. There's something nefarious about this exchange that that's going down. Perhaps this is a black market pharmaceutical exchange mm. instead of performing the proper tests that need to happen for various things sometimes the huge corporations in this city will just circulate some of their super science technology to this criminal district and see what happens i love it 
It's horrifying, and I love it. I think the exact villainous threat is. I, I'd love to throw a bit of a, a double twist on that, just to up, just to up those stakes a little oh, bit. Oh yes. That is, this is unfolding. Like there is a black town car pulls up. A nervous-looking guy in a lab coat steps out of it. There's a woman in like a in a in a gray power suit leaning mm-hmm. against a light pole. Huge and like, shoulder pads. Got a big doctor. Uh, the, the the lab the lab assistant has a big doctor's bag and is about to hand this off, without realizing that in one of these designated lurking zones, <laughs> there are there is a a, a rival gang like a, a organized crime outfit that is going to steal this 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 serum this uh whatever this experimental serum is they are going to steal it so that they can have it so they have they have tommy guns and ak's ready to like jump out and rob this already illicit deal going down okay a thing that i demand i demand for for curie city is a a thing that we should have in almost every city fictional or no and that is themed gangs this is true this gang has a theme and they stick to it and believe in it. This gang is the Water Worlders. Yes, yes, and there yes. Is, they are all dressed like characters from the Kevin Costner classic Water World. Mm-hmm. They they operate on the docks because they are maritime bandits. They have jet skis and rowboats and sort of Mad Maxy and water vessels. There's yep. at least one very large fan boat because we got to have the option for a fan boat chase. They're, they're the and and they they ride in what we see is this deal happening and it cuts back and forth between like some jet skis surreptitiously gliding into the docks as, as these as these these bandits like step out and they've they've got their weapons ready and they're ready to launch okay so if they're interrupting a deal i i do want to point out that this is a deal happening between these science people and one of the rival gangs that they uh mm-hmm. the water worlders deal with pretty often and i think that's the frogmen sure sure and by frogmen i do mean the scuba divers that have like the harpoons because there are also frog people that live in the lake and have their own gang and that is the man frogs and there's yeah. sort of a three-way war <laughs> three-way going rivalry. on three-way rivalry <laughs> Great. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Which means that this woman in a gray power suit is wearing a gray power suit on top of a full body scuba <laughs> outfit. <laughs> so it's gray power suit. It's flippers. It's 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 oxygen mask. It's goggles. It's the reverse of the James Bond movie where he unzips the wetsuit and has the tuxedo underneath. You take off the power suit and they're is a full scuba diving gear underneath. <laughs> she is leaning against a pole. <laughs> <laughs> and I think where Pucks comes into this. So this is where this is where this is where the hero steps up. Mm-hmm. Normally the villain would would roll dice here, but um the hero because I'm going to be playing the hero, we're splitting this role. I'm going to be rolling some dice here. I'm going to roll 1d6. I'm out of my element. I don't go to the docks very often. There's so many crimes that that there's so many there. themed gangs. I've Councilman Lurker and like a lot of the themed gangs are just kind of chill. They're very committed to their themes. There's a themed gang of bakers who would prefer just to bake things. Yeah, they will get involved in a street fight, but they really have to be provoked. 
oh yeah they they it's just if it happens out front of their bakery and honestly like you know councilman lurker has passed a number of superhero targeting laws in order to protect what he describes as the illicit nature of the docks, which I feel like he says a lot in debates and people don't question that. Why aren't people questioning this? Uh, well, I mean, you know, it is very much like the modern Republican Party where now they just say the quiet part yeah. loud. Congressman Lurker is a proud criminal advocate. Listen, no one here is, no one is out here fighting for the criminals and Councilman Lurk, I want the criminals to feel seen. Who is out here fighting for the rights of the criminal? I want Councilman them to Lurk. feel seen in the context of not being seen during their crimes. Correct. Um, so this is all about to unfold, I think. And I think I'm going to roll 1d6 and this is going to tell me how well I can save the day. I am going to save the day. Puck saves the day. Puck stops this from happening. So now I'm going to roll and see how well, how well it goes down. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a six. Hell yeah. yeah. Good. That means that Puck's pushes past her limits and becomes something greater than herself and actually becomes an inspiration to the city. Ooh. And so I think what happens is I think the first thing that we see is this fight go down? There's gunfire. There's harpoon guns flying. Um, the the car explodes, and then we 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 rewind back. At which point we see Pucks is watching this. Like Pucks watches this and like claps her hands, and is like, "I am going to make sure." It's like my objective here is that no one gets hurt. Like my own my objective here is that no one gets hurt. So what happens is she she. When the car is coming, the car is about to turn the bend, the, the lab assistant and their driver, she actually lands on the back of it. Uh, she lands on the top of the car, swings down, opens the door, swings inside and like is just sitting next to the lab assistant and is like, you're about to be ambushed. You just are. I, the, I, I know. Trust me. You don't want to do this. I understand like and the lab assistant goes for a gun and she's like, who is paying you? Who is paying you to do this? And the lab assistant freezes and is like, if I don't do this, my boss is going to, you don't understand what my bosses are capable of. She's like, oh no, I know. That's why I'm here. That's why I know. I know exactly what your bosses are capable of. Hey heroes, it's James, your game master, and welcome to the mid-roll. Heroes, I want to remind everyone that the game we're playing for this week's episode, Anyone Can Wear the Mask, is currently available for purchase. Just head over to Jeff Stormer's page on itch.io, search for Anyone Can Wear the Mask, or follow the link in our show notes to pick up your own copy. And if you have bought a copy, be sure to leave a rating and review. Reviews like that help games like this and designers like Jeff find the audience they need. Speaking of ratings and reviews, I have a new book out. It's called The Ultimate Micro RPG Book, and if you like games like Anyone Can Wear the Mask, that provide a deep and fulfilling storytelling experience while being light and easy to understand, then you are going to love The Ultimate Micro RPG Book. It's an anthology of 40 micro games that fit on two pages or less, and it's full of the work of some of the most talented and exciting designers in the industry. And I know that because I worked hard collecting all of these. 
So if you're looking to branch out from fantasy adventuring, you're an Epicurean gamer who loves to try out new mechanics and designs, or if you're looking to introduce friends to role-playing for the first time, this book has at least a couple things for you. The Ultimate Micro RPG book is published by Adams Media, an imprint of Simon & Schuster, which means it is available anywhere books are sold. You can pick it up from your favorite indie brick and mortar, or you can head to bit.ly slash ultimate micro RPG to find a list of online retailers you can order from. And if you do pick up a copy, be sure to head over to sites like Amazon to leave a rating and review. Those really help new people find the book, and also it warms my heart just to see them. As always, One Shot is brought to you by our patrons over on Patreon. This series was edited by Tracy Barnett, and we could not afford to pay Tracy without support over on Patreon. So if you like what you're hearing and you want to hear more, please head to patreon.com slash one shot podcast and sign up to become a supporter. Signing up for $5 or more gets you access to our secret archive of bonus content. Uh, Coming to you this week, we're going to have an episode of System Mastery Positive, where you get to hear Jeff and John try to find some positivity in what are the worst world conditions that they've had to record this thing in yet. (laughs) Uh, Trust me, it's going to be worth it just for that. Once again, that is patreon.com slash one shot podcast. Thank you so much to everyone who's signed up already and to everyone who's going to sign up in the future. Now. With all of that out of the way, let's get back to the show. And she, ta- by talking to this lab assistant, like the car kind of turns around and in, and she rolls out and she rolls out, cracks her shoulder. We're back in the car. And she's like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to land that a little better. She has the talk again. Jumps, rolls, lands it perfectly. Starts running. The frog woman is against the is against the light pole. She waves her down and's like, she waves her down. She's like, water worlders, two o'clock. You got about two minutes before they are here. There are eight of them, and there's one of you. I recommend. I it, it is a late night. There's no lights on the water. You could sail away underwater. The frog woman picks up her harpoon gun and holds it for a second and starts to take aim. And then glides back under the water. And it's like a, that standoff is averted. And it's it's just by making sure that by giving everybody that insight into what is about to unfold. So that when those water worlders show up, they run in, they've got their guns, they look around and they're like, what the, what the, and by that time Pucks is gone. There is, there yeah. is a timeline in which they show up and Pucks is, Pucks is like watching the, the frog woman leave. And then they show up and the, they all just point their guns at her. And then we're back to that conversation. And as soon as the frog woman swims away, it's, I should <laughs> I really got to go. I, I do have like 20 seconds. I got it. <laughs> perfect. A completely perfect thing. And in doing so, Pucks has earned a lot of friends among this. Um, We're going to call them. We're going to call them Omnitech Industries, which is the 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 the, the, the particular lab that was going to run this job. Pucks was able to save this was able to save this lab. Pucks was able to make, make friends among these lab assistants because she didn't she didn't throw punches she didn't you know she didn't intimidate she just talked and was like honest and 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 trusting so she's got friends in, in omnitech labs she's got friends among the frog among the frog people she's got she's got allies now like she's she's made friends and that is our point i'm going to take a point of inspiration which i can at any time spend to just roll an extra d6 it basically just represents i am now an icon to the city so at any okay. point, I can choose to roll an additional six-sided dice. 
Love it. So what I'm going to ask you to do, and this will come up later, take that card and put it aside. Take the, the, the card that you drew just now and put it aside. I have done so. As my renown has gone up, that will come up later in a very big, in a very big way. The amount of cards you have set aside will come up in a big way. Gotcha. Okay. But in the meantime, it's time to flip a new card. And that new card, wow, uh, another face card. We got the Queen of Clubs. All right. Another personal moment. Pux has a really fulfilling personal life. I mean, yeah. It feels right. It, it makes sense. Now, now there's a challenge here, James. Mm-hmm. We have a challenge because I'm going to ask you to introduce me to someone connected to Pux's family and or upbringing, which, full disclosure, I forgot was one of the options. Great. Or else I might have saved the brother. The brother. <laughs> okay. Okay. Close to Pux's family and or upbringing. How do I do this? What is the best way to sort of thread this needle? What if, okay, Jeff, Yep. I'm going to lay a pitch down for you. Please. And you can let me know if this is too much. What if this is the actor Bill Murray? <laughs> okay. I'm listening. Who, who we, we, we understand the connection more robustly now. The actor Bill Murray in this universe, Groundhog Day, is a script Bill Murray co-wrote with other people based on something that actually happened to him. And so he used to, there was a brief moment in his life where he had a similar power set to Puck's power set. He, he went through the whole Groundhog Day experience. One of the things that came out of that, instead of an enduring love for this small town, it was, well, I can, this experience changed my life dramatically. And the best way to make sure that it changes the life of as many people as possible in a positive way is to write up a screenplay for it and, and film mm-hmm. that screenplay and star in that screenplay. Um, so Uncle Bill... This is an uncle that uh, Pac, uh, that 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 uh, her brother was named for. Um, yep, sure. And I don't know if Uncle Bill necessarily like they they must they, they they yeah there was a whole adventure that they went on in the past that like Uncle Bill clearly recognized the signs. I think mm-hmm. very early in Puck's career recognized the signs of oh that's that's the hallmark of behavior of somebody who's in a time loop and and they need i i need to tell them sometimes you can't save the old man yeah uh and i think i think this to throw some drama in to really really wrench really 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 ratchet in this drama i think this is a a coffee this is a coffee trip that is happening the next day because i think puck sits down and she's checking her watch she's like I know that like I'm early for once where and she hears a commotion and some people and Bill Murray comes in signing autographs and like, you know, it taking some pictures. Bill Murray sits and Pucks leans forward is like, I need to ask you a very difficult question. And she like takes her her shirt and she pulls it just over like the shoulder. Mm -hmm. And there is a taped up bullet wound. And she's like, 
what is happening here? Because this isn't supposed to happen. Oh, she's yeah. like, ah, this is not supposed to happen. I reset the timeline. This has never happened. Yeah. For the first time, like an injury from a timeline has carried through. And she's like, and so she's like, she's or she's called this meeting with famous Hollywood actor Bill Murray, who hopped mm-hmm. a flight to this to 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 Curie City. She's like, I need to I need to know everything that you know about when you were in a loop because you're the only other person that has gone through this. Like, has this ever happened? And if so, what were the circumstances? So I'm going to ask you what like did has did that ever happen to Hollywood actor Bill Murray? And if so, what were the circumstances? This is fascinating because uh, we've established that Bill Murray just went through a loop that had events that were very similar to the events of Groundhog Day. Mm hmm. Huh. So this is this is the effects of a previous loop. Oh, yeah. Bill Murray goes, what do you mean? It happens to you all the time. Haven't you ever learned a skill in a loop? Haven't you, have you learned how to juggle? Did you learn how to do that in a loop? And, you know, they go, she stops stops and I've always known how to juggle. That has nothing to do with the loop. I did learn how to play the piano in a loop, but that's a different story. Uh, to To which he goes, you learned that because of muscle memory you came out of a loop with muscle memory that helped you because you didn't do that in one day that took you months and months of time and your hands had to get good at it you came out with muscle memory normally what you carry with you from loop to loop are positive developments this is a negative development and that is anomaly but you do carry physical stimuli from loop to loop you have to I love that. That's that's very good is the thing. That's extremely good. And I love the idea that like what she takes away from that is there's a non-zero chance that if I get hurt, this is kind of the first time that I think she has like been confronted by the fact that like she's not invincible. Right. Like, yeah, this is kind of a game changing thing where she was I think beforehand she could afford to be or even she let herself be a little reckless at times. Right. Like it was. I'm just going to throw myself out of this moving car because if I break my shoulder, then I just I reset and I do it again. But now she's kind of confronted by this fact of like there's a non-zero chance if I do that, I don't come like if I do that and I die. I don't come back. Yeah, I I can't sort of just I can't be the person who's just throwing myself into everything, because if I do that, like there's a non-zero chance that I come back hurt. I come back worse or like they're like these 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 consequences are going to carry with me and I have to like work through that. And that that kind of realization is sort of almost undermining, really, like it kind of cuts that sort of invincible confidence that she would probably have from these powers. Yeah, Ooh, that's good. There, there's also like I, I think the hint that I'll leave, maybe maybe the scene ends like this is kind of a startling revelation and uncle bill has like a twinkle in his eye as as they depart like you know clearly max is is shaken by this um but you know uncle bill he's been through this he went through his however long the the real groundhog's day time loop was he he knows all things he's got a twinkle Mm -hmm. in his eye as he leaves because that bullet wound the reason that that 
she's left with a bullet wound is that's the only way that that is that is still somehow a positive development that mm-hmm. will be the thing that stops her from doing the thing that, that i love it would have would have gone too far i love that so so much all right flip our next card our next card is the four of clubs and that puts us in that puts us downtown all right and that gives us a new threat where are we downtown we are downtown in you know this is a very corporate kind of influenced place mm-hmm. right that that's what we have established yeah we are in the what what is known as the crystal block that is an entire city block that is built with the aesthetics of an apple store mm. meaning the streets and sidewalks are completely glass and transparent you could just see through them so it, it it's like a jarring place probably not very safe i imagine it's hard to stop a car that's going along that street but it's you know they they paid for it it's a privatized block they're mm-hmm. allowed to do what they want with it and that's what they've done and now do you know what's going to go really really badly in the crystal block i can't imagine what could what could go uh, badly a, a mirror master pastiche villain whose whose ability like is is to walk among glass or like to be even more so than like the the sort of walk but like teleport between mirrors type thing to be a 2d figure that like can only move along glass but can like interact but can like grab hold and pull things into glass anything that's touching glass like mirror master stuff oh but, so like, he's got he's got like the skeletor ability to walk through the magic mirror and then punch the mirror so it yeah. shatters while also yeah. doing that such a such a a a a a, a, a figure has appeared in the the block and i think who they are is specifically a a rival this is a this is this is someone who is fun fueled by corporate espionage this is a this is someone who willingly underwent this experiment to sabotage the buildings in the crystal block and they're like all right well i'm gonna go i'm gonna go dismantle some electronics and i'm gonna go steal some company secrets and i think that they are we 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 see them at the end of a shadow run gone very very like gone the <laughs> way that every single game of shadow run ever played has gone mm. which is to say windows are shattering and they are just moving along panes of glass and there are explosions and guns firing god yes we, we are we are in the end act of a game of shadow run love the idea that when glass shatters like there's a moment in the air that this mirror master figure can like be shooting behind them and then like a hundred of the same gun all Mm -hmm. point out of a fragment of glass and like it is it is like an army of people trying to fight this person but they are fighting back pretty well yeah and i think the people that are in danger are there are a lot of lab assistants right there are a lot of ordinary people that work for these companies that do so because it is a paycheck they do so because they don't really have another option mm-hmm. and you know sometimes you work for an unethical company and you just you 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 try to make the changes that you can and those people are now in danger because some sort of glass powered glass powered corporate spy is trying to steal company secrets yeah you're just trying to pay off your grad st- school student loans you know Mm -hmm. and so that those are who are in danger that's why they're in danger because 
there are a hundred guns firing from a single mirror and that's a lot of bullets flying and there are cars exploding and there are white vans screeching and spinning on glass paved streets which as we've established <laughs> and that's that's on, on a normal day that's the best you can kind of hope for on those yeah. bad glass streets and so that's that's the situation that we're in i'm gonna roll one dice here and i think i think i'm not gonna spend my inspiration i think i'm gonna hold on to it mm-hmm I really wish that I had spent it. I really wish that I had spent it. Because I rolled a one, which is the worst possible result. So here's what's going to happen. I stopped the threat. Puck saves the day. But despite her best efforts, she cannot save everyone. So I have yeah. to describe how I scrape by and stop the threat and who I cannot save. And I think it's me going too far in the other direction. Mm -hmm. I think I hesitated. I think I took too long to like get to action. I think you picked a goal. I think you picked mm -hmm. a less ambitious goal because mm, you're like nervous that. about, you're trying to adjust like, oh, there are longer term consequences here. What if instead of nobody gets hurt, nobody It's just dies. I stop, I, yeah. Or it's I stop, I stop them. Like I stop them and I just have to like, as long as they are stopped, I can, the rest of this can be contained. Oh, that's it. That's it. Yeah, you pick like that goal and it feels innocuous, but like of course you stopped them, but a lot of people got hurt along the way mm -hmm. and it was too easy a goal for you and like you didn't really have time to get all the angles and so somebody like a probably a good amount of people got injured, maybe mm -hmm. even somebody died. I think somebody somebody absolutely died and they were in the in the grand tragedy of it all, they were like a a a manager or an up and coming like soon to be VP or soon to be CRO that like would have instituted like had built a pol had built a track record of like instituting lower level changes that were like reshaping things like a cap on overtime and they were like you can't like you cannot work sixty hours a week and like you know, or rearranged pay structures to make sure that people were getting, were being treated better on all these levels. And they were climbing these ranks. That sort of horrible guilt that I have to carry with me is like, had I been more ambitious and had I put myself in that danger, could I be in a timeline where that person runs this company and gets rid of these horrible glass paved streets? Yeah. Like, am I respond? Am I now responsible for all of these people having these, these, terrible working conditions because i couldn't save the person that was going to help them yeah yeah and it's all because like i i i stepped back i held back and didn't let myself be a, be the big hero that i wanted to be <sighs> and i'm gonna name that person i'm gonna name them marcus chen marcus chen he they pronouns marcus chen was going to change this company and now they now they can't and with that i'm gonna ask you to flip your next card and the next card is the Ace of Hearts. All right, good. That means that we meet. Oh, good. We get to have a confrontation. Ooh. So we are now somewhere private. We are perhaps this is a meeting in a secluded city park. Perhaps mm -hmm. this is a parking garage where we've met under the cover of nightfall. Here we are meeting someone with inside information on someone in power. And we get to get an inside look at what makes them tick. This has to be the scientist that Max saved earlier mm -hmm. in, in, in that car. Like, I think part of it 
was that had to be a conversation because originally we had uh, established that Pucks was trying to get out of that by like information like mm-hmm. but you know clearly you could have gotten that in one run and then you have the information you just jump out the car from the start but it, I think it was a conversation every time and I think the reason is you needed that person to come to the point where they give you that information yeah yeah their name is k luxor just the letter k luxor l-u-x-o-r uh they them pronouns the information that k give gave me is they gave me a a a piece of information and that the reason that omnitech industries had been was going to be distributing this serum which is going to give people laser eyes right like a very (laughs) unmistakably super powered thing was because omnitech international has a very prominent a very prominent minority shareholder who wants to who wants to write some books about people with laser eyes committing crimes and being stopped by superheroes Mm -hmm. like it was it's all it because because this is the ace of hearts and because our king of hearts is already on the table, the secret that they give us is the key to bringing down our corrupt author. And so like this is this is the author has been has been using their pull within Omnitech International to force some of these illegal tech experiments into other people's hands to drive terrible things to happen so that they could write about them and so they can profit off of off of the the calamities that occur. Yep. Yep. And I think, I think, yeah, I, I love that that was Puck's plan all along was to uh, identify like who was making this call. And now, now she just gets to, she gets to kill two birds with one stone and be like, oh, well now I just get to take down this author at the same time. That's perfect. And with that, our, our author, thankfully we never, we never drew a, we never drew a threat in hearts, but our author is off of the table. Ooh. I'm very pleased at this. Flip our next card. Now that we've, we've, I think we see this happen, right? I think it's all, we, we flash back to in the car. And I think like, I think what happens is there is like a quiet confrontation between Pucks and our, our unnamed author, because like what happens is there is a, a report of somebody with, with gambit explosion powers. Like they, they try Pucks, Pucks stops them from blowing up something in an act of petty revenge, takes down this, this gambit, this gambit criminal spots them on the scene and just quietly walks up to them. And is like, you know, I have my dear friend Kay on record and they said some very interesting things. And even if they were to redact them, which I'm sure someone with your pull could get them to. Court of public opinion for someone in your career is very, very important. Yeah. Ooh. Jeff, I love this. I love this specifically because of the card that I just pulled. Which which is? Which is the Joker. Oh, Uh, no. Which means I would like to reveal that this author, Spider-Man style, is also a villain. Oh, that's so perfect. He's got an antagonistic uh public persona like Norman Osborne, mm-hmm. but also is the villain behind the scenes, the most wicked villain in Curie City, Nostradamus. Oh, Nostradamus no. who can see the future and thus knows that this gambit that that Pucks has pulled 
is not gonna is not gonna work out or in fact he's maneuvered her just where he wants her This episode of One Shot uses music from Scott Buckley, provided under a Creative Commons International 4.0 license. The track used is Ashes of a Fallen Year. This episode of One Shot was edited and sound designed by Tracy Barnett. You can find more of their work online anywhere at The Other Tracy. Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry. We'll be back next week with more Anyone Can Wear the Mask. In the meantime, be sure to check out some of the other amazing gaming shows here on the One Shot Network. Like System Mastery. System Mastery is a delightful stroll through the history of role-playing games. Except the games are terrible and the hosts are real jerks about everything. Join hosts Jeff and John as they explore the weirdest games ever made to talk about what worked, what went wrong, and which Silverhawk was the best. It was Hotwing. You can find their shows at SystemMasteryPodcast.com or through a link on the OneShot website. Finally. As always, we end OneShot with a call to action. And heroes, this week we're inaugurating a new president. Which means we gotta be on their ass immediately making them undo all of the damage we've suffered over the last four years. I urge you to take some time and call your representatives about an issue that's important to you. Now, when I call my reps, I use a site called fivecalls.org. There, you'll be able to find issue summaries of issues that affect you nationally and on a local level, along with contact information for your representatives and scripts to read while you're on the phone to help you get your point across. Calling is quick, and it can have a huge impact. Thanks, heroes. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest OneShot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod. Or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at gamemaster at oneshotpodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at p-a-r-a-c-o-s-m-press.com. Finally, that music, which is right now swelling up over my voice, is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.